Hello and welcome to the Under Centre Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Maher, and I am joined by two of the only guys that think preseason games actually mean something and are looking forward to watching them, Phil Malloy and Jake Wallhead. Now, lads, come on. Next thing you're going to tell me is the Hall of Fame game last week was actually an entertaining affair. He's saying like the whopping 16-3 defeat of the, ste- <laughs> uh, the Cowboys to the Steelers third string. It wasn't a, a very exciting game. There was multiple muffed punts. There was interceptions, fumbles. It's exactly what you want in the game. Great highlight reel. But, oh. Yeah, you see, I, I like the preseason games. Get me body warmed up. Jake needs them because he's obviously a bubble player. So he needs to get some players on tape for other teams that are looking after he gets cut. So that's why I we both cut. we have different uh, different opinions about why it's so important. Look, well, the only on person. On the, Go ahead. On the more serious side, there's lads on the bubble that actually need these preseason games, or else they are going to get cut. And what are they going to do afterwards? Like, they have to go okay. to the Canadian Football League. But see, this is the thing, though. They're playing it, so they don't watch it. Yeah, we're you the know? ones that have to suffer. You are the so. ones that are sitting through it and <laughs> happily sitting through it. Like the only person, the only person that actually liked that 316 game in the Hall of Fame game last week was Stone Cold Steve Austin because it just made sense <laughs> to him. He was the only one that liked it, you know. Nobody every else year, would. Every year I say to myself, I'm so desperate for some football. I'm going to watch every minute of every preseason game. I get about 10 minutes into one of them and I say, I'll wait till the regular season. This is just not worth <laughs> yeah. it. You know, Jake, this is where these are the times where you have to stay strong. And look, fair play to the NFL. They're trying their best to really hype up these games because I think now they're saying for the first time ever, you can watch eight eight games per week live on the NFL network for free of these preseason games. And I'm thinking, I don't care if you if you actually <laughs> gave me free tickets to it. I ain't going. I ain't watching. There oh, is no, no you definitely go with free tickets. Come on. Okay, I would go. I would go to the week one game because uh, the Seahawks are playing in Las Vegas against the Raiders, just so I could go to Las Vegas. You know, (laughs) I mean, it does. It does show how close the NFL is to being an absolutely terrible sport to watch if you take away like five, (laughs) ten star players off off every team. The quality takes a quite a significant. I'll dip. tell you what. The, I'll tell you what the NFL then turns into with the XFL or the AAF. That's exactly what. <laughs> well, to be fair, I have been watching recently a, a lot of YouTube of the uh, European League of Football, uh, and I Elf, think uh, yes. you know, yes, the Elf League. You know, I think it's uh, it's it's quite. It's actually like obviously highlights, condensed highlights, obviously make the game seem a lot better than it probably was. But you know, there, there was some good throws, there was some good defense, and you know, I think it's not the worst. It's not it's if not you bad. need it is well worth know, watch. If you need a football fix, you know, you get these fifteen minute uh, highlights on YouTube. You can watch the the game week games, and they're pretty good. It's well worth to watch. I think they're pretty yeah. pretty good for like a, a brand new league. Yeah, and well, to be honest, now the the CFL started last week as well. So if you want to watch that, you can also watch that too. So friend um, of the show, Jeff Reinbold, he didn't get off to a great start. Unfortunately, they did lose. But no, no, we can say friend of the show now, so that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just going to say that now, like for every every point that we make on the series? So, like as friend of the show and my personal friend, Jeff Reinbold would say, like this is this is. 
how well, football course, should be we played. Do, we, we do owe him, owe him an apology the next time he comes on the show because we all made extra sure before the start <laughs> of the show, right? Like, sure, call him coach. They love being called coach. Ah, and literally within minutes, within minutes of hanging up, he puts out a tweet saying, don't call me coach. I don't call you player. So I yeah. believe one of us, only one of us was the one who was saying, let's call him coach. Yes, Yo. it was me. It was me. I was trying to give collective... <laughs> collective guilt but it was just me I have to say <laughs> yeah I know this whole theme team addict that you want on this podcast but no that was all on you man I'm just gonna have to unfortunately <laughs> put it all on you but on the show today we are going to be talking about some of the news headlines over the past week we will have another show for you later on in the week we're going to give our all hype defenses and uh, we picked their teams earlier on today and there are some interesting inclusions that you're going to want to see later on in the week but Let's get into the news, and I want to start with the, I was going to say potentially concerning, but it is gone past potentially to fully fully blown concerning uh, with the Saints and their wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Uh, we've heard a couple of weeks ago that Thomas was going to miss a good chunk of the regular season due to uh, ankle surgery. Um, and now reports are coming out the, of the rift that's happening between Thomas and the organization. So I, I have it in bullet point here. I'll read it out very quickly and then I'll get your guys' opinions on it. So, as you know, Thomas injured his ankle in garbage time of game one of the regular season last year against the Buccaneers and continue to play out the rest of the season. He has missed some games now and again, but you can clearly see he was affected, obviously not scoring a touchdown at all last season. Now, Jeff Duncan of Enola.com reported that the Saints wanted Thomas to get surgery at the start of this offseason, but Thomas seeked a second opinion and hoped that rehab and therapy would help and that there'd be no need for surgery. Uh, Duncan went on to say that the Saints supported this decision and gave Thomas a rehabilitation plan for the next three months. Uh, and now this is where it starts to get a little interesting. According to Duncan, Thomas went dark on the team um, and ignored multiple phone calls over that three-month period from multiple uh, people on the team, including head coach Sean Payton. When Thomas reported back to the facility... Um, checks show that the ankle had not healed sufficiently and now that surgery was the only option. Payton then came out in one of his press conferences and said that the Thomas injury, uh, in quote, uh, obviously we would have liked the surgery to have happened earlier than later and quite honestly it should have. Now Thomas has taken to social media himself saying on Twitter um, in a picture and the picture says they tried to damage uh, your reputation you saved theirs by not telling your side of the story kind of confuses things a little bit but as some uh, keen-eyed uh, twitter user saw that thomas liked another tweet that says uh, and i quote i think the saints urged michael thomas not get surgery last season in hopes to win a ring in Drew Brees' last year. Now they blame him for not being healthy. So, lads, what do you make of this situation between Thomas and the Saints? Is there any way they can repair this relationship, or is he looking to get out of New Orleans? If he is looking to get out, it's going to be a costly breakup because the Saints would have to eat a total of $32.6 million in dead money uh, if they were to move him on 9.9 million for this year and then 22.7 million for next 
year. I'll start with you, Jake. What what do you think of this whole Michael Thomas and the Saints situation? Well, I didn't know the dead money thing there. So I'm going to give you 32 million reasons why he's going to be on the Saints for the next two years. And you already said it. Um, it is a ridiculous saga. It's one of these new off-season stories that we've got kind of going that makes it a little bit exciting. Um, we obviously knew he wasn't 100% in any of the games he played last season. That ankle injury was very apparent. And as a Michael Thomas owner in some fantasy leagues, it hurt me personally. So <laughs> I'm a whole Michael Thomas for that one. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's crazy. Like, uh, what are you trying to take? You have to say who's telling the most honest story here. Are they saying, saying that Michael Thomas just decided to turn his phone off and ignore everybody in the Saints organization and nobody could get in contact with him. And Michael Thomas is saying, yeah, but you told me not to get the surgery. So I don't know. I just feel like it's a, it's a very strange situation for them to be in. Um, I, I wouldn't blame him for wanting to get out of the Saints, though, because now that Drew Reese is gone, um, is the team going to crumble in, in on itself? He's he's a high-quality player, so I don't blame him for trying to get onto like a, another, like maybe a Super Bowl contender. But again, and then on the other side, having the offset, the ankle surgery now, he, he now is going to be out for uh, what's it till week eight? Is it? I can't remember what it was. Possibly, so, I think actually interesting enough. I think he's out right up until the trade deadline as well. Oh. So even more drama to be added to that story, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Could he? Who? Who would take him though? That's the question I'm thinking. Would the Jets maybe take a flyer on him or? Or something like that, because you're kind of hoping that one he could stay healthy because he hasn't really shown that in the past couple of years. I think he's he's missed multiple games throughout the last two or three seasons. So um, I don't know. I'm just this is a perplexing uh, off season story to me. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think this is a case of uh, these athletes. They're obviously thoroughbreds. They're extremely good at what they do, but they can also be very high maintenance, very high strong. Uh, and I suspect that quite a lot of Michael's reaction is true. The same of, of what you said, Jake, that he's seeing the situation now in the Saints and he's not feeling very comfortable because unfortunately for him, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. They did want him to get the surgery. He wanted a second look. They tried to keep him happy by saying, yeah, fine. Even if he did, even if they did put a bit of pressure on him, he still can't argue with Sean Payton's comment because clearly after the rehab, now that he has to get the surgery, it was the best option to get the surgery back at time. He's not, I, I obviously haven't read the full quote, but certainly in that quote that you read out there, he's not particularly putting any blame on Thomas. And Thomas is kind of getting a little bit up in arms. And that sounds to me like these guys sometimes have their own narrative in their head, which is not exactly what's going on. And of course, look, the teams do spin things. So we have to take a pinch of salt of what the team says as well. But yeah, Jake, following on from what you mentioned as well, who's going to have them? I took a quick list before the show started of who could actually even manage that contract as it stands now. Obviously, he's wor- he's going to be have to be paid 10 million, I think, is the cap hit this season. So that cuts out a lot of teams. You've got teams like the Jaguars, Broncos, Jets, Obviously, all three of those teams need any good wide receivers. They're they're quite low in that department, all three of them. The Eagles, of course, need anyone who can catch the ball, but they're starting to get a bit tight now on cap space. They also they've got need the Wentz. To throw the ball. <laughs> this is it. And they've got the Wentz contract on the books as well. That's a whole heap of dead money. I don't think they want to add any potential Michael Thomas dead money on top. So one team that I could see, maybe Packers. I mean, they need that one talent. If they go, they would be obviously basing that on 
maximum upside, Michael Thomas. They're not. They're going to have to overlook the injuries and just hope to to whoever they pray to that he's going to stay healthy for at least two or three seasons. It could be a very interesting pairing there with Aaron Rodgers. It'll definitely make them more of a threat having those two stud wide receivers. It makes it very difficult for any defense. But again, you're going to have to deal with like we said, like with his contract, with his injury, and with his ego. So. That is not traditionally where the Packers like to take risks. And then just yeah. going back on your point there, Fionn, um, you obviously said it, it would have been better for him to get the, the surgery back when they had initially told him. It would have been better for everybody for him yeah. to get the, the surgery yeah. back because, one, if he wants to get out of the Saints, it's in his interest to be healthy coming into the season. And two, if he was staying on the Saints, he's going to be a better player because he's, he's healthy. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he means by if he's if he told his side of the story, he would absolutely ruin the Saints. I don't see what they could be telling him that is so heinous when it comes to did they or didn't they tell you to get ankle surgery and how they manage that. I mean, every player is gonna have is gonna have little problems, especially like we suggest he already has in the back of his mind that he wants out of here. So everything is gonna rub him up the wrong way. Yeah. Well, just on, on those teams that you mentioned, I, I think that as part, like when the, the big stars get their new contracts, they always make sure they insert these no trade clauses. And I believe it's no different with Thomas as well. So he would have a final say on where he would go. So it wouldn't just be up to, to mm-hmm. the Saints just to send them wherever. So I would not be sure if he wouldn't, he would be keen to go to a Jaguars, a Jets. You That's know. what I'm saying. He, he, he would, I'm guessing. I could see him thinking, oh, I can see the upside on the Jaguars, new quarterback, very highly thought of. You've got some pretty decent weapons, mm. and, and maybe you can think that I could see a side of it. That's all I'm saying. I think that is a, a possible destination where he would say yes to. He would definitely say yes to the Packers. <laughs> he would definitely. But, he would, then... but if you say yes to the Packers, you're also saying goodbye to Devontae Adams. And, because well, remember... you won't be able to afford both of them. Well, as well, as much as that no trade clause is, is for Michael Thomas to have a say, it's also up to the Saints to actually trade him. And I don't think they're going to want to give him to a major competitor in the NFC. No. So that no could way. be another massive hurdle to go into the Packers. No way. Yeah, no way. Just... Aren't they going to give up what it costs to get him? Mm-hmm. That's, well. that's it. And like that's the thing. And, and look, this team is going to struggle, the Saints, with or without Michael Thomas this year. Um, especially in the quarterback situation, the fact that the, the lack of wide receiver depth there as well, and, and tight end depth now too. Um, so just receivers in general, you know, it's it's all going to be on Alvin Kamara's shoulders next year. Um, literally, you know? that's a fantasy pickup right there. That that's is like a fantasy pickup. Four thousand all-purpose yards next season. Go no, and what, no, put in the book. Yeah. He, they're just going to run him into the ground this season. So, <laughs> oh, like, by week, don't draft him next season. Ball. Draft him this season and drop him by week ten or twelve <laughs> when he's all burnt out. I was going to say by week six or seven, he probably oh, be okay. gone. Yeah, at this stage, I, I don't know, yeah. but but look, this like these teams are going like, and that's why I find it interesting with the injury and um with the timing of when he's going to come back when it's so close to the trade deadline, because teams are going to have to seriously consider this. And it's somewhat similar to the Deshaun Watson situation. Like the, the future of the, these players are so uncertain in terms of like, you don't know how he's going to be like after this ankle injury. Um, uh, the, the contract is so big that the, the 
report character issues are so big, you know, because he has had issues in training where he's actually punched other players at training as well. Let's not forget too. So, you know, he's he's not he's he's not without fault himself. So there is a lot of issues. And look here, look, it's he's don't get me wrong. He's not the only person that has done wrong at training. You know, show me a, a, a football team with uh, fifty two guys who have squeaky clean records and never do done nothing wrong, and I'll point a lawyer out to you. You know, so um, but yeah, it's it's such a difficult. I don't foresee him going anywhere, but I don't I don't see him contributing much to this season either for for the Saints. Um I think maybe he might we might revisit this um again in the off season. He might be on the trade block then if a team can trade for him and rework his deal because with the amount of money that contract is on as well and with the injury issues, I can't see him going for any more than like he I don't you can't command the first for Michael Thomas now. You couldn't. You would have to. Not with that injury history. No, no. You could get a second and maybe a somewhat like decent player, maybe. Um, um, but like maybe a couple of thirds might get you there too. But I can't like it, his um his stock is not going to be as high that um the Saints are going to be getting a, a bag full of picks for him either. So it's interesting to see. I think maybe for all parties concerned, the best thing to do would be to make up. And try and try and continue to get make this team um, better uh, in the future. Whether that is going to be with, uh, you know, James Winston on the center, Taysom Hill on the center, or someone else in the off season. Next off season, I can see Michael Thomas's injury lasting on the the longer side of recovery, depending on how the yes. same season is going. What's the story with the COVID exempt list from last season? Is that still running this season? Could that be? No, they're back. He... They're back. Okay. Okay, yeah, so he can't just go. Okay, I'm I'm abstaining this season, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, no, no, that's that. Uh, that thing is gone. If you're sitting out this year, you're not getting paid this year. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to some contract news because the Indianapolis Colts and the star linebacker Darius Leonard have agreed a new five-year contract worth ninety-nine point two five. Million, 99.25 million dollars they just couldn't get it to 100 they just had to keep it they had to keep that 99 there didn't they they're just fans of brooklyn 99 so it's okay uh so 52 of the 99 is going to be fully guaranteed as well leonard becomes the league's highest paid linebacker after fred warner who previously was the highest paid player with his five-year 95 million contract that was signed only just a few weeks ago um so uh, the Colts have some issues on offense but now they have their leader on defense tied down for the next couple of years Fiona start with you uh good signing to uh keep Leonard in Indianapolis yeah absolutely he's a stud player he is a machine for them on defense. He has been since he broke on the scene in his rookie year. I think even that rookie year, he might have led the team in tackles. So he's a machine. He hasn't seen any drop-off in production over the last couple of years. He gets paid a lot of money. That's fantastic for him. The Colts keep him around for a long time. That's fantastic for them. Like you said, he's the quarterback of that defense, and he has been doing it over the last couple of seasons as well. You're not trying to replace a star by by promoting a younger player. This guy has earned his spot. He's earned the money. And 
I think he'll be he'll be a significant part of that Colts team for a long, long time, even past the the length of this contract. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. Man's a beast. He's unreal. He's definitely like the the field general that the Colts need on defense. Letting him go, I think it would have been a mistake. Everybody would have said it was a mistake. He couldn't let him go. I don't know. Part of me is also thinking that a hundred million is like that's a high price to pay for a linebacker. I know he's probably the top linebacker in the NFL like now, but it is that like I mean. It's, it's a hard-hitting position, so like th- there's always the thought in my mind, is there an injury? Is there something kind of going to come in or creep in, especially with that length five years? I think, I don't know. I like the signing. Is it a bit much? I don't know. Uh, maybe it makes me a bit antsy thinking that he could get injured in the next couple of years. That's the same with any signing, though, to be fair. You know, if you if, if it comes to next offseason, and let's use a Giants example, and Saquon would probably be up for his you extension that year. <laughs> you know, if he signs a five-year, you know, $150 million deal, you probably say the same thing. Like, oh, he could go out week one of practice, do his knee in again, and then that contract, then you're just looking at that contract saying, oh, my God, what have yeah, we done? Yeah. You know, but, like, that's the thing. The teams have to make these um, – show a face for players and look he hasn't really had much of an injury um history leading up to this contract so history says there's nothing to worry about but look obviously things can change all the time and like you like you guys are saying he is the leader at that defense too so it's kind of like you know he's kind of like that i like i like having the the main guy being the your sort of middle linebacker in the middle of the field. It's like having your captain be your midfielder in in football over here now as well too, you know, so they can sort of scan, see everything, play call, you know, similar to like we just mentioned, Fred Warner and 49ers, you know, uh, Bobby Wagner there in Seattle there too as well. You know, it's just when you have those sort of anchor men seeing what's going on in the pitch, I think that's, that's helps the defense massively if they can see, um, what's going on and he is a great run stuffer uh, yeah. so um i think I, he is and he's had a few interceptions as well so he, he him in the past coverage is quite underrated too i i think i think for me what eases my mind about the point that that jake brought up about the cost of it is he's right up there with we haven't done research for our all hype defense in the last last week He's right up there in terms of stats with all the other top paid guys. So it's not like you're you're relying on him con- to continue at an upward trend. He's shown he's at that level to get paid that money. So that's why I think he, he's probably he's probably worth the money that they're paying for him. And the, the length of contract, we've seen those real stud guys avoid injuries mostly. Obviously, the Seahawks have not been so lucky in that department, but most other teams have got away with it. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it, it is, it's a high price, I just think, but he's definitely a player that deserves it. We know he's like top in a lot of stats, so it's great. And another good thing is it's a homegrown player. It's always nice to see homegrown players get, get a big contract for a team they, they drafted with, and uh, you just hope they can stay. Like the, the NFL is a lot more exciting with players like Darius Leonard. Than that. Yeah, but see, that's the beauty as well of having the five year. 99.25 or look we're around off to 100 million for for argument's sake because like in in two three years time whichever is the next big linebacker to be paid it's going to be a bargain he'll be exactly. a bargain in his exactly. last two years of the contract that's a bargain price for what a top yeah. linebacker is going to cost you exactly so i think extend getting more years out of that deal is definitely favorable because by the time that deal ends you know the his price will actually be 
uh, minuscule compared to obviously other linebackers that are happening that are getting paid currently in the league too. Uh, but let's move on to our third story and. It is about the preseason games. I know we gave out a bit about it at the start, but this was an interesting one um, because they are starting um, this weekend and reigning Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will be facing the Cincinnati Bengals at Raymond James Stadium. And ahead of the game, uh, head coach Bruce Arians was speaking to the media and said that every player on the roster is expected to feature in the game, including 44-year-old quarterback Tom Brady, who Arians says will be in for quote one or two drives now Brady played we saw the story a couple of weeks ago that Brady played the entire 2020 season with a torn MCL so it's kind of a surprise to him and other veterans like Rob Gronkowski Antonio Brown and, and Dominic and Sue will all feature if it is only for one or two drives like um Arian says what do you think guys do you think it's a good idea to uh, have your veterans playing in preseason because I can't imagine at the stage that these guys are at that they need these practice game reps to get into the swing of things. Yeah, I'm 100% agreeing. I, I, well, not with you. I think that they should be playing. I'm, I'm agreeing with Bruce Arians. I don't want okay. them in 100% of the time, but I do think like football is a sport where players need to get into a rhythm sometimes. They need to get that shake off the rust from the offseason. And I, I think even if it is just one drive, like I can't imagine Tom Brady's playing more than one drive. If his first throw is the interception, maybe he plays a second, second drive. But you're not giving your stars the whole game. You're not giving them a half. You're just going to get them in, let them shake out the rust, run around with some actual danger as opposed to their own team who's not going to hit the quarterback. Yeah, but, but see, this is the thing, though, and this is this is where my worry comes in, especially if I'm using, just say, we'll use Tom Brady as the example in this. Tom Brady's playing on the centre, and he's going up against the Cincinnati Bengals defence that has players that are on the edge of the roster. They don't know if they're going to make it or not. And they have to prove themselves. And what way to prove yourselves than to sack Tom Brady? You sack Tom Brady in the wrong way. He's out for the season before the season even begins. Like, is there any need to take that risk? No, you just yeah, put I your first so. team, you put your first team offensive line in. And if anybody off that bubble gets even within a hair's yeah. breadth of Tom Brady, they get fired because they should not be making that mistake. I kind of agree with Jake. I think you you throw them in, like he said, for a drive or two. In Tom Brady's case, that's probably about eight plays in total. Uh, and you just let him, like you said, he's coming back off an injury. I would even put him in the first game. Just go, okay, Tom, you're going to start us off. Make sure everything feels nice. Because if it doesn't, it gives us four more weeks to tweak, to get rehab, to make sure everything's in top notch. After that, yeah, absolutely bubble, guys. But uh, I would be making sure if you have your top guys out, you put all the top guys out. Let them all have one run through. Make sure everything feels nice. Get back into game rhythm, especially guys who maybe took a year out last year, especially guys coming back from injury as long as they're well past. I don't think if he's he's coming back for this week, I don't oh, yeah. think you throw him in. But if you maybe throw him in at the very end just to make sure everything feels okay. Because at the end of the day, you could play these guys first game of the season, first snap of the season, and they could injure themselves and be out. So... The injury risk is always there. I don't buy it that you don't want to risk it at preseason because it could happen first snap of the regular season and it essentially becomes the same thing then. I'll tell you what yeah. you do. You wait till the fourth quarter before you put your ones on because that's when the other team's third third string players are going to Yeah, and you just dominate if, them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If a third string defensive lineman is coming through your first string O-line, you've got a lot of trouble. <laughs> God, you're in big trouble. Makes Tom Brady feel good. He completes a pass to like Antonio Brown over Division <laughs> oh, Tree <laughs> from Ball State. And he's like, woohoo, I'm deadly again. And they jog off and he got right to the bat. You're done. Yeah. Well, it's, no, it's just, it is interesting because just last week, Sean McLean, his press conference says that you'll never see Matt Stafford take a snap in preseason while I'm head coach at the Rams. So like uh, these different head coaches are obviously having different uh, philosophies when it comes to, to preseason. And I would like to, myself, I would like to err on the side of, you know, Sean McVay. I, I think that th- there's no point in, especially when it comes to your franchise quarterback, there's no point in taking any unnecessary risk Fiona, I know you said there as well that if, look the first the first snap of week one of the regular season he could tear his ACL and then that could be it as well. But at least I'd rather like like if it was going to happen, you'd rather happen week one of the regular season because but look in that in that case, don't even bring him to the stadium in case he slips down the <laughs> stairs. Like how much bubble wrap do you want to put around him? That's like but but that's I know, but like don't let okay. him practice. That, what if you use him practice? But, you use that, and well, that's the thing. If Teddy Bridgewater that, went down. That stuff how many, happens. How many ACL tears do we see before the season starts? True. That's. I want to see the stats. Yeah. How many players yeah. have actually got injured in a preseason game? Like tier one players that ruled them out for the rest of the season. I would doubt it's ever happened. <laughs> it's because they don't oh, play. It's because they don't play normally in the preseason. That's why Jake's they don't have it. that many injuries. I'm googling. I'm Jake's googling. on it. Right, we have to fail while he googles. How fast can you Google? <laughs> Not very. No, fast, I really, I really, I'm, honest I'm to God, like these guys are in their prime. Like Jake said, if you put them against the thirds, they should have no problem. It's a tiny tune-up. Make sure everything works good. Let them get back in their superstitions, their rhythms, their game day vibes. Let them go. Like your defense, especially, should be like coach. Let me in there. I just want to smack someone as hard as I can, and then he can take me out. There like, you go. But see, there you go. I want to smack someone as hard as I can. Oh, there, a bubble put, guy. If you, a bubble guy who's yeah, taking you're going, four reps. No, but no. But if you if you have someone, and if anyone's like that, I'm just what I'm saying as well. Like I said, if you have a guy who's on the edge of the roster, and he's was like, I just want to go out and hit someone. I want to go out and make a memorable hit. You go, and then you do Tom Brady's knee in because you get past the pass rush because – for some way or another, I don't know how it happens. Or it could be a late hit. We don't know. Tom Brady holds on to the if ball. You, if you long. see an angry linebacker. And then Tom Brady loses it in the offseason to some nobody who's never going to make it on an if, NFL team. If you see, if you have Tom Brady out in your preseason game and you see an angry linebacker with smoke coming out of his ears from their first team, you take a timeout, you say, Tom Brady, off you come, <laughs> and you put in James Winston or whoever the cannon fodder is, and you go... Deal with that, and you have a roster spot for next season. But what's the difference? What's the difference if Tom Brady tears his ACL in week one of the preseason as opposed to week one of the off uh, the, the actual season? Well, see, in terms of like with, with head anyway. with head coach head with a head coach hat on, it's like, well, I, I could, I, I there was no need for me to bring him out in the off season, so I could have avoided him not doing something stupid in the in the preseason. Whereas, okay, in the regular season, yes, he has to play that game because he is your franchise quarterback. And if that happens, you know it happened because against obviously a first team as well. Or you know, that is something that you can't that's something that you can't really plan for. But in the preseason you can plan for it. In terms of I'm not going to take the risk and have him 
injure himself in a needless game that means absolutely nothing. Much like Fionn's uh, opinion on letting players have a say in who they draft, you're mad your fair players play uh, one drive in a preseason game. That one drive can end your season. That's all I'm saying. Right? That so one drive, drive that in the one, NFL. That one, that one needless drive. Look, look. Okay, look what an earlier story. Michael Thomas play, was playing in garbage time in a game that they won in the first regular get regular season game now, against. Garbage the time is different. Garbage time is different. This is a this garbage has a time purpose. It's pretty garbage much time the, the equivalent... game is won. He should be on the bus in garbage time. But preseason, that's a tune up. That's getting every all the muscles warmed up, the muscle memory back, the roots, the crowd, the play call, all that stuff. That's coming back. Like I they said, Teddy anyway. Bridgewater went down with a torn knee without even a contact drill. Tom Brady could take a step back into a gopher hole at any moment, and that could end the season. So I think you play him in two drives for a preseason game. Absolutely, I think you do that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't know. I just I won't be taken. <laughs> I just can't take a risk. I can't take a risk with my my star quarterback or my star wide receiver or my star running back risking themselves in a needless preseason game that means absolutely nothing, and then that's your whole season gone because you stupidly played them in a game that means nothing. <laughs> the, I tell you what, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks fans are going to be furious with us for putting the hex on Tom Brady and talking about all these terrible injuries he's going to get. They're going to blame us if he gets even a sore pinky during these preseason games. <laughs> I'll tell you what they do. They like, that's those under-center boys. They put a, they put a jinx on them. I'll tell you what they do. They replace all preseason games. And this is for Darren. They replace all the preseason games with Madden tournaments. No player is going to get injured. What in if Madden he sprains his thumb, Jake? If a quarterback oh, okay. sprains his thumb, that's completely his throwing motion is gone. I think you be playing preseason Madden. <laughs> you knock down, you knock down your training center to make sure it's only one floor so there's no steps he can trip on. I think you cover everything in that like playground foam so that you can't like bump anything. And then you're good to go. Take everything back down in the season because now it's real and he deserves to get hurt then after that. You know you're making jokes about all this, but I did also read that Ryan Fitzpatrick wants to play some of the preseason. Oh, so be absolutely. very careful about what you're saying if he does himself in in a preseason game. Absolutely no problem because then Heineke comes in and balls out for the rest of the season. We have depth. I'm not, I'm not worried. Jake should be worried. <laughs> Daniel Jones, who you. even is your second string quarterback? <laughs> Do you want to know? It's, it's probably Evan Ingram. I'll tell you who it is. Oh, it's Mike Lennon, and isn't I, it? Oh, you ruined it. I was going to say the guy is the giraffe neck. You would have got it immediately. Oh. <laughs> I'm all for putting Daniel Jones onto the field for preseason. That dude needs to hold the ball a lot more. We need him to. Point out to have... him that the pitch is 100 yards long. Like, you have to stay on your feet all the way. Don't throw interceptions. Don't fumble the ball. And don't trip over yourself. But Jake, I do think it's time for our weekly uh, Giants um, roundup from the previous week. Uh, how many fights and how many retirements were there this week? Uh, well, we had the one fight, the one eleven on eleven, and I think there was another little like bust up, but I don't think it was as serious. And then we had three retirements in the last week, but not the only team with three retirements. I might have you know, the Raiders also had three retirements. So. Is Looney, the Raiders have a lot of retirement. It, is Looney it, that's a big, very weird. A big loss, Jake. Is Looney a big loss? Was he a starter? He's actually a big enough. He, he, well, if he's not a starter, he's certainly the, the a big rotation guy. He, yeah, a hundred percent because he has a lot more experience than pretty much all of our starters, really. So, um, but didn't Zach Fulton, Fulton go as well? Yeah. Zach Fulton went, um, and I can't remember the other guy now. But yeah, a big hit actually because we we've only one center who um, has that much experience and then we had 
we had him, he was the center, and then uh, all of a sudden he's retired. So now we're kind of left in the dust if our one center who has no experience can play. So, <laughs> well, that was a great roundup. We can't wait for next week to see who else retires when you actually have what we'll have no center left. Um, so we'll and see. One more piece of news did you see the Rashad yeah. Bateman injury? Not believed to be serious, but like. Is uh, Rashad Bateman? You see him with the, the Ravens. The, with the, the Ravens, Dallas. yes. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. Um, did you, you also see the? Ravens. Did you also see the new, uh, taunting rules that are coming into effect? Yeah, not a fan. Not no. a fan. I don't like no. how strict it is. I mean, these are big lads. They get paid millions of dollars for they're our going, entertainment. So let them entertain me. They're going back to the stage. Remember where you couldn't do anything to celebrate a touchdown in the end zone. If you even moved the moved your leg, they would call a flag on it. So now they're going to this sort of stage with taunting. You know, it's it's part remind, of the game. The, let it happen. It reminds me of the IFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You swear we you swear we were playing golf when we score a touchdown. It's like, hey, nice job. Okay, back to the sideline. Don't even Shake. look at the other team. Don't even look at the sideline. Just walk back. Ground kickoffs. Get straight back on the ball. Wasn't there a guy that we played? I can't remember who it was against. It was in when we were playing at home against them, um, and. They scored a touchdown. Now it was it didn't count. I think the, the ref called it off. I think it was holding or something like that. But they had someone running down the touchline with them so they could take videos for their social media of their celebration when they went in the end zone. For only for only then for it to be called back. Um, and and somehow we didn't start the riot when that happened. It's funny how when you're playing okay. sports, the other team can celebrate if they score as long as you can celebrate when you score. But there yeah. you go. I think because I think because we knew the flag was out, we were kind of more just like oh, <laughs> celebrate. That's for definitely as the defensive yeah. player. That's definitely what happened. We saw the flag and we just stopped. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. The whistle. The whistle. There was a whistle as well because obviously you wouldn't just <laughs> stop on a flag. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But I think actually that is going to be a perfect place to uh, wrap up the show today. Guys, before we go, if you haven't already, make sure you are following us on Twitter at UndercenterPod. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel and you are liking the videos too and share it with your friends too because, you know, they need to know about this great football content that we put out every single week talking about how the giants are like all retiring at the same Choose time your words carefully Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and how we talk about the ifl and their like uh, memories of uh, times where we can't actually celebrate touchdowns or anything anymore but uh, also follow us on instagram at under pod if you want to watch us on twitch we're on twitch too twitch.tv forward slash under center pod facebook as well facebook.com forward slash under center pod if you prefer the audio version of the shows just search wherever you get your podcasts under center podcast that's where you'll find the show we put all of our show all of our um broadcasts out there for audio uh, versions too so if you don't if you don't time to sit down to watch the full show throw it in your ears go for that walk or that run with the dog and then you have uh, some great content to listen to all the way to keep you entertained so you can do that walk or jog. But lads, until next time, thank you very much as always. Thank you. Cheers. We'll be back again later in the week, like I said, to give our all-hype defences. But until then, stay safe and we'll see you soon.